I'm Kate. And I'm Luke. And this is The Parent Diaries. We're an English guy and an Irish girl that fell in love, got married, and now we're ready to start a family. This podcast is our honest account of becoming first-time parents as we navigate the slightly terrifying but equally exciting journey to parenthood. It will cover everything from fertility and trying to conceive right through to the baby arriving. Now, we're not celebrities, we're not doctors, we're not midwives, and so far we've collectively held a baby about three times. But we're going on this journey no matter what, so you may as well come along for the ride. Welcome to another episode of The Parent Diaries. This is episode four, baby making. Although it's going to take a slight U-turn. Uh, we, I know we said we were going to talk about all the things involved with the strain it puts on people's relationships with trying for a baby and the intimacy and you know taking the fun out of trying for a baby. Um, but there have been some developments we were in Ireland um, for Christmas and on the very last day of a fantastic trip and a fantastic Christmas holiday with Kate's family, we got some news. We're having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Kate is pregnant, which is nuts really because I, yeah, I, I'm really, really shocked Like, and we're really, really happy, but it's literally been like this is our second try i I hate to sound really smug and i i don't want to be smug about it because i know how hard it is for a lot of people to conceive and we were fully prepared for literally the long haul the long slog we thought it was going to be six months to a year and we were going to be fully in this but yeah we've been very very lucky I know. Yeah, no, I've definitely, I think I was even more kind of like glass half full than you were, which is why I've been so like focused on trying to understand my cycle and everything we can do to get ourselves in the right place. But yeah, incredibly, I I can't quite believe it still, but yes, um, got a, a positive pregnancy test on the 3rd of January. So literally the morning we were flying back to London. Um, and it was so strange, like the night before, like, Obviously, I knew like when roughly I might need to take the test. And I'd been like holding off as long as I could because previous month, I think I did it pretty quickly. And I felt I almost wanted to delay the possible disappointment. So this time around, I was like, I'll wait to when, you know, you're, there's no question like if, if you are pregnant or not. Um, so I knew I ovulated on the 22nd. And that was thanks to all those methods I'd previously discussed. Um, so it works guys listen to the previous yeah, episodes yeah, if you've yeah. not um, and then normally like they say wait 12 to 14 days so they call it the two week wait basically because you're just waiting for that moment to then test and find out um, I think I waited probably 10 or 11 days or something um, and I used the digital blue um, sorry the clear blue digital monitor so it allows you to test a little bit sooner than two weeks. Um, and yeah, I like I was saying to you like the night before, I just couldn't sleep. Um, I felt weirdly, like I'll tell you what, if I'm totally honest, I thought I was getting my period because I was getting like almost what felt like menstrual cramps mm. um, really strongly. Um, and I was just like, like, so I had such a sleepless night. Anyway, that morning... Got up really, really early. I think it was like five. Um, went in. It's on Sunday as well, by the way. I know. <laughs> yeah. 
I know. Um, went in, did the test, and literally was just staring at it. Because on the on the monitor, what it does is it's unlike some pregnancy tests you can take, which is like you know it might be like two lines, which actually sometimes you have to pick up the instructions and really check. Okay, what does two lines mean? It's like one line pregnant, two lines pregnant, whatever. This on the monitor, you have like a massive like cross, and then massive words pregnant written across it. Um, so yeah, it was just a bit mad, but it was, and I had a feeling that it was going that way because. We have been very diligent with everything um, and putting everything into practice the right way. And I remember seeing your OvuSense graph mm. and the temperature kept on kind of going up and then it stayed yeah. and it didn't drop off. Whereas previously on our first month mm-hmm. of trying all this yeah. stuff out, um, it dropped off and it was a little bit of disappointment. I was a bit like, oh God, It was an okay. indication before I'd actually done the test that perhaps Perhaps this was not going the way we'd hoped. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and this time round, like just seeing that kind of stay, the temperature stay at that yeah. level, I just had a bit of a, a, a good feeling. I didn't mm. want to say anything, but when you got up that morning and did, and I kind of knew you I were doing a test. I didn't tell you I was going to do it. Oh, you yeah. didn't tell me, but I kind of knew something was going on. Mm. So when you came back in, oh, I was literally half asleep, and you were like, "Luke, are you awake?" I was like. I know what this is about. No, you're like, you're like, like, you barely even responded. I was like, okay, no worries. Talk to you later. And then you're like, what? Um, And yeah, like, I think your reaction was really like, oh, that's great. Well, I was half asleep, but I'm also not the most animated of people anyway. So especially when you're not half asleep. Yeah. 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 So now the podcast is going to, it's really going to get going. It's going to take a, a a different part. Well, it's going to take the same path, but just a little bit sooner than we yeah. actually thought it was going to. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still many um, bridges to cross and mm. many kind of obstacles to go through because just because you're now pregnant, mm. like it, it, you know, we've just got to see how we go. Yeah. So, you know, you just don't. No, like yeah. you really, really don't. So we want to be cautiously optimistic with yeah. everything that's going on. Exactly. So, but in terms of um, what we were going to be speaking about, mm-hmm. so I suppose... I think it's still worth it's still, mentioning. Yeah, yeah, it's still worth going through and, and talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things I found over the last two months, um, it, it can get... Uh, basically, you, you don't want the baby making and the intimacy to go by making it really mechanical no, and exactly. really like like a you know, chore like almost. a schedule yeah and i think sometimes it it can be yeah. so yeah keep the spark alive basically definitely <laughs> i also the big thing for me i think is like the and we started kind of touching on it a second ago but just that kind of like toll that it takes like mentally on like you each of you individually probably to varying degrees i think i as someone who actually has anxiety really found this whole thing you know with at the very start not knowing anything about my fertility quite anxiety triggering um so from a mental health perspective it, it's definitely it, it's hard um especially if you're a woman in your mid-30s who and like you know let's be real like the minute you hit 30 or so like your fertility does begin to drop as a woman like age is definitely a factor um so I think in the back of my mind, once we had made the decision to start trying, I was so 
like I like I was set on it but then I was also like okay I don't even know if I can um and not for whatever reason I kind of thought despite what we said about men and their fertility having a big impact I kind of thought you'd be fine you're also two years younger than me he's a younger man ladies and gentlemen um so I thought again even you know and the fact that you know you live a pretty healthy lifestyle that you'd be fine um but you just don't know yeah. and, I, and I think it's really important that we stress like the fact that I mean we thought it was going to take longer for this to happen and we yeah. were really fortunate that it's happened but we were still disappointed that it didn't even happen like the first try we were like oh we were like when we when we realized you that you can't help but get yourself a you do bit. you get you, you get worked up so i can yeah. only imagine how it must feel for some people that have been trying for even six months starts yeah. to feel like a long time i i genuinely knowing the the experience that some couples have and the challenges that they have i just like it takes huge mental resilience and strength to get through that and like persevere. Um, because I know we've been talking about, you know, understanding your cycle and doing all those things you can from a lifestyle perspective. But then there'll still be things that are just beyond your control that you can't change. And like age being one of them, for example. Um, and I think in women, like there's, I think 40% of women's infertility isn't related to lifestyle. Um, so it's stuff that you can't control. It's just like egg quality. Um, and it's really tough because really if tough. you can't control it, um, that is really going to affect your mental health. Completely. Um, and I think it's like one in four couples struggle to get pregnant. Um, and that's a huge number. Like if you think about like every four couples, you know, at least one of them is going to be like maybe that are trying, at least one is going to be finding it hard. And I know anecdotally, like amongst all the people we know, like there's lots of couples who have struggles. Um, so you just, for us, I think like, I know what you were saying about, you don't want it to take like the passion and stuff out of it, but like in the back of your head, that's still kind of there. So it does put a little bit of a dampener, I think on things. Slightly. Yeah, yeah. it does. And I mean, anecdotally, I, uh, I know that, it, it we we see a lot of people going into you know the GP and things um, that are asking about you know I'm why am I not getting pregnant and nine times out of ten it is because of things like stress anxiety having an, an, an impact on mm. their health because stress and anxiety it, it can have such a massive impact physiologically physiologically yeah, yeah. on your chances of conceiving yeah because the body needs to be in this right uh, in a in a kind of a like a what non-stressful state it's basically about hormones this is something i'm levels, really yeah. learning like, cortisol yeah kills it yeah completely. you know that stress hormone cortisol kills it it does and like when you think now knowing a little bit more about a woman's cycle and i don't know about men and hormones i'm sure it has an impact but certainly from a fertility perspective like it's entirely like your whole cycle is driven by hormones so like if you do as you say have cortisol which is then suppressing the development of other hormones in your body which allow you to get pregnant of course that's going to have an impact so yeah it's, it's kind of like a catch-22 you're desperate to have a baby you're stressed out you're anxious about it because it's not happening because it's not happening um and yeah it's just really really hard really really hard yeah and then you get smug what's it's like us coming on and saying mm. you know oh we tried twice and then fell pregnant and you do hear those stories so so yeah we're we're trying to be and we'll be as sens sensitive mm. to other people as possible and other couples that are trying yeah um 
and yeah, like a, like we say, the podcast now, I suppose, is going to take, mm. um, the, well, it's going to take a slightly different path and we're going to start tracking the journey of pregnancy, pregnancy now. Yeah. Now it's, now we're in it. The only, so like, since we found out, like you kind of have to take time to process. It's only been like, it's like less than a week. Um, but like, naturally, me being me, I started doing like a lot of research just to understand what the hell? Like, what are the first steps you take? Do I contact my GP? Do I speak to a midwife? Like, how, how do I contact a midwife? None of that stuff was something I considered because I was very much, like, up till now, because I'm very much, like, just taking it step by step because who knows, like, back when we first started, whether we were going to get to this point to begin with. Um, but what I have done is I have self-referred to um, a maternity units and and like a midwife team so i'm waiting to hear back from them um i have no bloody idea what it's going to entail but i feel like the ball is now rolling um but i'm really early on still i think like five weeks um pregnant so four weeks or so pregnant. Is it even that i can't even remember this so, is the thing so, we this is probably something else we so need to figure out is, is how pregnant are you yeah so basically you you can tell guys we haven't got this research done yet yeah. <laughs> this is all very yeah. new very very early on um but like far enough on i think you can't be more so basically from the moment you get a positive pregnancy test basically the way they estimate your due date is based upon the first day of your last menstrual period and then once you've had like scans done they update that based upon the growth of the baby. So as far as I know, the first day of my last period was the 5th of December. So actually, that should tell us, I'm about almost five weeks. Okay. Yeah. Right, wow. That's According mad. to my estimated due date. However, I have a late ovulation. I, I ovulate late. So I think mm. I'll be less pregnant than that. Because actually, what happens is, once you ovulate, obviously, and then a sperm gets involved and you have like a fertilized so egg then it can be like six to 12 days before it implants and it's yeah. only from the moment that it implants that your body starts producing hcg which i can't remember what it is like it's the human something chorionic hormone it's like a hormone yeah. a pregnancy chorionic hormone, hormone. Yeah. so and it's that that pregnancy tests are measuring or basically testing for fun um, fact guys if you're i've heard this have you heard these stories about what? guys doing pregnancy tests and oh then God, it comes yeah. back positive no it's not fun and it's a bit well dark. the reason it comes back positive is because they that it tests for those hcg levels mm. um but hcg is also a tumor marker mm. so basically guys that are doing pregnancy tests and get a positive it's no joke you need to go to your see your gp like yeah. immediately because yeah. it turns out that you basically you probably have cancer like or some kind well, of tumor, tumor yeah. basically, um, and you hear all these stories in the papers where it's like, "Oh, my fiance did a pregnancy test and found out mm. that they were pregnant." Ha ha ha! But no, it was a tumor. Actually- so I think we'll leave it there for this episode. Wow, lots lots has happened. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the next episode, we're going to be talking about getting involved with the NHS and taking our journey from there really so uh, getting involved with the midwife um or getting to meet getting involved do i need to know something (laughs) do you have something to tell me the first midwife appointment and i suppose the first kind of you know beginnings of the journey really what's involved because i have no clue do you Uh, none i'm waiting to hear back to hopefully get that information well tune in next week guys and you'll find out (laughs) thanks guys see you later
that's it for another episode of The Parent Diaries. Don't forget to subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it's out. Also, we'd love you to give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, as it helps others to find the show. Five-star reviews, greatly appreciated. If you'd like to get in touch with us or if you've any suggestions for the show, drop us an email at theparentdiariesuk at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at theparentdiariesuk. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode.